Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Pillow Talk podcast. To all of those who are tuning in for the first time, to figure out why we are calling this the Pillow Talk podcast, you need to go listen to our first episode. And for those of you who are our regular listeners, so around ten thousand of you, you already know why it's called this. Ten thousand? I think you're being a little bit, little pessimistic. Yeah, I think it, it it would have reached about a lakh by now. Yeah, hundred thousand. Easy. I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> if you want to, then just right. just, just be humble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this week we have decided that we will talk about the other issue that's hit our country now that we are past the coronavirus, at least in terms of talking about it. So this time we will be in this episode we will be discussing not Narendra Modi as the issue but the CAA the NPR and the NRC and how it's going to how it has affected the country and how it's going to you know go on in the future as well once again you're joined by your two loving hosts Manan Kalra and Jayalalitha and we're going to talk about um, what the CAB is the citizenship amendment bill is uh, what implications it has in in exclusion and in um, with with respect to the nrc and the npr and we'll be giving our opinions and we would love to have uh, a conversation with with you who who necessarily don't think like the same us way that we do yeah. yeah even jay and i differ on on some of the parts but um, we would we would love to get in touch with uh, all of all of those who who have a good point uh, in support of the ca and nrc and stuff so um before we start i'll just um, quickly read about what cab is um um verbatim it says provided that any person belonging to hindu sikh buddhist jain parsi or christian community from afghanistan bangladesh or pakistan who entered into india on or before 31st of december 2014 and who has been exempted by the central government by or under clause c of subsection 2 of section 3 of the passport entry into india act 1920 or from the application of the provisions of the foreigners act 1946 or any rule or order made there under shall not be treated as uh, illegal immigrant for the purposes of this act so basically if you want to get rid of the technical definition the this act will provide fast track citizenship to uh, people belonging to hindu sikh buddhist jain parsi or christian communities from the neighboring countries which are afghanistan bangladesh and pakistan only uh, the what this act actually does is that uh, so before this act there were four ways of actually getting citizenship into a country one was by birth one was by naturalization one was by registration and the other uh, and the last one was <clears throat> sorry uh, i'm not coughing because i have coronavirus this is just because of water yeah and the fourth one was uh, through uh, again a registration process so what the government has put forth is that even though we are not including all religions within the purview of this act the religions who have been excluded still have the avenue of getting uh, citizenship through the pre-existing model the problem with that is that this act gives fast track citizenship and the other process is a very prolonged one so if there are people from six religions who are being given special treatment then that treatment should be extended to people of all communities of all religions of all countries and it should not be uh, restricted to a, a certain few groups or communities also um obviously um, now that since there's been a lot of buzz around 
the CAV. We know what religion is missing from the list of religions that they've provided. So essentially, it's um, the Muslim uh, religion that uh, is missing from the whole list of uh, religions. And uh, the reason that they say that it is, is because Muslims are not considered to be persecuted in the countries of Pakistan, Afghanistan and Bangladesh. So essentially that's the reason uh, why they've not put it on the list, which I mean makes sense. But uh, once you put the whole thing into perspective with uh, CAB and NRC and NPR, whatever the hell they're cooking, once you put that whole thing into perspective, uh, it really becomes uh, a difficult act to um, to just process and understand how it's going to um, basically amend the whole demographic of the country. The major problem that I feel, and this is also very funny, is that in all of their uh, rally addresses or whenever they've gone out to talk about the NRC, the NPR or the CA and, you know, give clarification to the people around the country, they've said that this act is for people who are being persecuted in other nations. One thing that you may not have realized when we were talking about it or when we were telling you what the word batam is, is that the Gazette does not include the word persecuted communities anywhere. Mm. So this is another way of them just trying to, you know, manipulate the minds of citizens in our country to make them think like what is being put forth is a very novel act. When in reality, it might be, it might not be, we don't know. But as far as, you know, the, the discussion is gone, the clarification is gone, it does not look like something which will have and a long-lasting impact that will benefit our society. Also, um, like we were discussing um, somewhat before the podcast as well, that even though they've, they've used the term persecuted, there are still persecuted communities within the religion that are still not being granted citizenship. Like, the Ahmadiyyas Muslim, if I'm... Uh, Ahmadiyyas in Pakistan, Uyghurs in China, the Tamil Christians in Sri Lanka, these are all heavily persecuted communities which are not included in this list. Why? Because they claim, the government claims, that these subgroups of religions are not recognized worldwide. Uh, I'm sorry, but what I feel is that even though they're not recognized, if they are being persecuted, then as a nation, it is our duty to extend a helping hand. Also... Just um, putting a normal um, thought into it, why why does India need more population in the country? Uh, so that is a very good question. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's we have one point three billion people. We don't have enough space. If coronavirus spreads in our country, we'll be dead in a month. But then we can take in more citizens. So, so that's a good thing. So I mean, there is literally no need. But okay, eventually we know why um, this bill was passed because of the whole Assam situation that happened which again if we get into it it's it's another discussion for another day but essentially what happened uh, in Assam was um, that people that they I think they uh, started with the N- NRC. NRC they started with the NRC and um, basically what they found out was that under the NRC 70% of the population who weren't registered uh, were basically Hindus and the rest 30% was the uh, was the other com- uh, community and they realized that Hindu Hindus is their major uh, demographic, is their major um, vote bank. Uh, so they decided to put in CAB so that they could fast track the citizenship of these um, 
of these people and they can get their vote bank uh, back again so essentially how that uh, developed it it took talks about and then i think mr amit shah <laughs> said in one of his rallies or whatever that uh, it's going to be a nationwide nrc and it's going to be nationwide cab even though the the logistics and the operations and the technicalities of how it's going to be implemented is is not out there but i think even the uh the act in isolation is not secular is, i mean is discriminatory and also i feel secular discriminant discriminatory uh, on one side i think it's just that um, there's no need to it and the error uh, percentage of this is too high even if let's say there's an error percentage of 10% people who say who you say are uh, legal um, citizens but don't get uh, citizenship through this even a 10% in the country of 1.3 billion i mean i think that that's a lot and you can't also where, where do you push these people out <laughs> that oh, that's they have detention centers for that which they claim are not being made you guys must be thinking that we are uh, left jihadis or we are urban naxals but fret not i am a registered member of the rss <laughs> because uh but um, i would generally uh, would want to know how the people are supporting the cab because i've read a lot of stuff online and i'm still looking for it and it just seems as if it's a it's a cry for hindus to not be persecuted because all the articles that i'm reading say that um, hindus at the time of uh, partition in pakistan were 22% now it's down to what 2% or 1% or something like that some figure i'm not sure and i mean that's pakistan i mean that's not the right thing to say but <laughs> no but like what what can we do about it and like why should like okay i understand whatever has happened 20 and it's a 22% of the population right you have to understand that the population grows in absolute numbers so if there are 22% hindus and there are 78 we calculate that's the calculation 78% uh, muslims so 78% muslims will reproduce more than the 22% hindus so eventually the percentage will drop and um, the only thing that uh, the opposition says is we want uh, there oh, and mr amit shah says ki there is no country for hindus i don't like how you are addressing amit shah in such a condescending manner <laughs> mr mr amit shah is to motabai but one more thing that we have to understand through all of this is that the main, the main motivation behind the people who are actually supporting it is revenge and to make That's sure true. that you know what once happened to our community doesn't happen again but what they are failing to understand is that the people who they are trying to push out are also part of the same community that don't want anything like the past to happen again um so interesting uh, anecdote but one day i was um, sitting i was sitting with someone and there were two people who were discussing about uh, cab and nrc and i just wanted to swoop into that conversation so i started yeah, talking to them yeah that's the sutawala conversation and um basically the, so it was me against them essentially because i was not supporting the act and they were supporting the act also because he is a 20 year old and they weren't yeah and and they said ki uh, when we were 20 even we felt the need to uh, 
basically yeah and raise our voices and be political but he said once we've reached our 30s we've realized uh, what the real world is and how they treat other people i said i i didn't understand what that what that meant but essentially uh, how they were supporting the act was um, again with the 22 to 2% uh, uh, thing uh, statistic and uh, another thing that they said was word to word they said uh if you poke someone too much they will um uh, basically retaliate against you which is which basically um puts us into another conversation about um the delhi riots and the riots that are happening around the world where um, jay and i distinctly differ on our views where um i mean i don't think so we still don't know how the riot started like which side essentially started it but um, for me if anyone picks up a weapon i think that's flat out wrong uh sorry so just i just checked about the percentages and there is an article from india today i don't know how reliable the sources just like all other sources that are available to us now but it says that the bjp's claim that muslim population that pakistan's non muslim population has declined from 23% to 3.7% is actually not true there are a lot of intricate details that have been missed out in this claim again which if i mean essentially cover, essentially that's yeah, that's how, how they, they po- that, that is their put the news out yeah. yeah uh then if we talk about the delhi riots then violence in principle i agree is absolutely incorrect there is absolutely no justification of why one person should pick up a weapon should pick up anything whatsoever Petrol to bombs. harm the other person or just burn a bus down but my point is that we are coming at this from a very privileged position right we are talking about violence as if it has come to affect us as if it's knocking at our doorsteps when it actually isn't which is why we have such a neutral stance about it if you tell me if i come to your house i beat your parents every day for 2 months and then you get an avenue you get some support to hit back at me would you not want to take that avenue i mean i i understand but again i will hit you back but the thing is if this goes on yeah, yeah. this will go on forever see that like there's no end to mm. it and and i don't think there's any any side again i'll say sides again and again there's any side that will stop it because this unless something some sort of mental revolution happens and some political atmosphere is just switched around i don't think anyone can stop the the violence that will that that has been happening since forever you may call me an optimist but i do feel that the mental revolution is coming with you know the youth and it might be because of the bubble that i have been living in and you know the bubble includes only a certain kind of people that i interact with who share similar other similar yeah. belief that even though they might support you know bjp or modi or something the time when all of this was happening they all had their mouth shut because there was absolutely no way in which they could defend what was happening until and unless they found either one burnt bus that still they can't trace back to 
We still don't know who did that. Yeah, I think it was Kejriwal, but <laughs> we don't know. Nobody And knows. Now they have the entire Shah Rukh debacle, which started the riots in North what, Delhi. What What do you think about the Shah Rukh debacle? See, do you think it's a it's a Rahul's like they've they've placed him there with the specific name? I, I think that can. I think that my BJP has done, but then that also brings in the possibility of all other shooters who have allegedly been a part of. BJP subgroups like the Hindu Rashtra Dal or the Pinku Pinky Dal or something like that. Imagine, and you can just say that anyone and everyone is being paid to come there to you know stir more debate, stir more controversy. Do you think um, the whole Shaheen Bag, um, like the whole scene, like the whole protest over there? Do you think it's sponsored by <laughs> one of the political parties? See if Congress is sponsoring it, then hats off to them for political planning. <laughs> for the first time that they that they've properly planned something in eight years. I mean that's a great move if they're doing it, but I don't see them being think, smart enough. I think at this point we just feel bad for Congress. I don't even feel bad. I just want Rahul Gandhi and everyone who has Gandhi in their names to take a backseat because face it, Mahatma Gandhi died a long time ago. the gandhis who could actually make a difference have made the difference and now you guys don't have the same hold knowledge or understanding of what's happening in our country mm. and um, essentially see in my in my opinion i think everything that's happening around the riots with the riots everything is extremely politicized in terms of uh, bjp doing what they do best and and also at the same time i think there are other um, political parties who are also doing something to i i'm trying to be very like put he's trying like, to be a centrist ve- guy very 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 correct uh, as an asshole in today's time <laughs> i'm i'm being uh, very uh, careful with the details and the words that i use <laughs> because i don't want to he lose uh, his job over something that he says yeah. also i i was um, i i have a friend who um basically is associated uh with the bjp or the or the student wing these aren't people you should call friends guys yeah i mean <laughs> essentially <laughs> so i was i was looking through his profile and a everything that it's on there i mean all the shared all the posts that he's shared all the posts are from weird uh, names and uh, profiles which are definitely the it self <laughs> and which are which are very biased and I, i'm looking for a few of them to just read out so that i can tell you because, but everything is in hindi so <laughs> i can't read properly sorry for being anti national guys <laughs> but um, essentially yeah i think i think everything from um, the riots or like the protest to some extent i understand that um, it happened willfully but uh, after a certain time i think um, there was a lot of politics involved in it because i mean people can't just sit at a protest and not work for 30 days so then there are people who are basically earning their wage daily you can't just sit there and not work again this is this this is all speculation all speculation what i'm going to say might sound regressive but hey it was women who were sitting there <laughs> and I, in their age group women aren't supposedly known to be you know working or earning for the family that this is something that again i am speculating about and this might just be completely untrue but i will continue to believe that people sat there 
because of what they want because of the revolution that they want to yeah i'm pretty sure yeah. they sat there because of what they wanted but i think they were like they could they could have been there for like 10 days willfully but i think once it crosses a certain time when you're literally out of money i mean you have to be practical in life you can't just be like you know i support this so i'm going to sleep hungry tonight but <laughs> that's see, not clear thinking about whether or not you're going to have a country to be a part of in the next few months is also something you have to be practical about so again opportunity cost exists everywhere and the problem with this again was the fact that see now all of us are talking about the corona virus and we've completely forgotten we have forgotten completely about what's happening in the political atmosphere one more thing that we need to again i think that comes from place of privilege where privilege and obviously thinking about one's own matlab yeah about their themselves yeah. not about others this corona virus has struck at the absolute perfect time I'm for the bjp yeah. because no one cares about shaheen bag no one cares about northeast delhi let me interrupt you for one let me interrupt you for one second i found a great post it says gandhi wo hai jo hame zabardasti padhaya gaya modi wo hai jise hum khud pad rahe hain jay shri ram it sells love it amazing because we do not know where modi did his padhai from you don't know it's good to oh my god he does there's there's no granth like ramayan there is no religion like hinduism there is no country like india and there is no leader like narendra modi see i will not disagree with that <laughs> because no, modi is the best yeah true but it also depends on what perspective you are reading that from <laughs> also these are not our posts these are not memes that we have on our phones this is stuff that we've seen from the bjp it cell being we, shared it we, it cell is what we speculate these are pages on on it Facebook. has to be they have great marketing campaign i think i think is, some people willfully make these pages yeah. because because you have to you have to understand that modi ji has a very very strong cult following in our country like that's embarrassing um a cult following in our country where because essentially still we have to understand that a major part of our population still depends on the the television for news and and who are the people who are consuming the television news people above let's say 60 no they are consuming whatsapp news now which is even worse <laughs> people people above the age of 60 are consuming a lot of uh, television news and um, so essentially the people who are left are between ages 18 to 50 and again we interact with with such a with, with such a small group of people where we don't get enough opposition i suppose to our ideas do you think that that's maybe because there is no opposition to this i think i think there is opposition but i i also think it's it's in to be against modi you understand what i'm saying yeah it's cool it's cool to be against <laughs> against modi it's cool to be a leftist at this moment yeah i mean that's true but it was never cool to be a person who was a moral compass and right now it is about your morality and what you see is either right or wrong and where you stand on that and the problem is that like you mentioned you know consumption of news is problematic not just for people who are above the age of 60 it's problematic for everyone even you and i face the problem of you know identifying substance from public packaging and there are a lot of posts there are a lot of articles that are put out just to 
incite some sort of emotion inside of you and this happens through media channels in and instagram facebook twitter and so, also i think i think to consume news at this point it's so difficult to consume news because ai firstly you you want to re- you'll read what you want to read yeah. right so if if say i want to not like modi then i'll read the wire <laughs> then i'll then i'll read um then i'll watch the quint or something like that which is more on the left side but also at the same time i i'm so curious to know how the other side is defending the news and then i switch to republic <laughs> and as second supply and which which brings me back to another thought then after the after the delhi elections when the when the apparent voter turnout was very less in delhi um Sudhir Chaudhary defended <laughs> defended the exit polls of BJP losing miserably by saying that not enough people voted mm-hmm. Delhi people don't care about voting <laughs> they don't care they they didn't come out in numbers they don't care how how will they change Delhi when they don't care about their own city i mean they would literally go to any lengths and heights to defend where their money is coming from and see it's not entirely unfair to them like even they have to be practical about feeding their families and what not but the problem again is for people like you and me or matlab let that be people who are not in the same economic bracket as us people who don't share the same privileges as us because see information and knowledge comes again from the money that you have but just because you and i are able to go to college we can we have the ability we have the avenue and access to information to sources that other people don't that's that's what i'm saying so people above 60 they don't have they, they don't they even don't know have, about the wire you no know, but they don't know about that's a choice not so much of a choice they used to they're set in their ways yeah but i'm talking about children in the same age group as us who don't have access to the same things that we do that's because true. they consume aaj tak they consume you know uh yeah hindustan times times of funny India. story yeah <laughs> yesterday night or the day before that i was playing pubg and i was talking to someone on on the so i was playing with with two randoms and i talked to this uh, one guy i asked him where he where he was from he said i'm from surat so i said ki oh uh, surat you must love modi ji and he said yeah uh, modi ji is good i said yeah i don't understand why people are so against modi ji he said yeah you and i don't understand i like him a lot <laughs> i said uh, uh, what has he done for your uh, state and what has he done for your country and there was no response i was muted after that modi ji is modi ji you got to like him. I, i i think it's just that he has he has a very strong cult charisma. following and he has a charisma like you can't yeah, deny you can't deny the fact that he's a showman he's a great public speaker yeah he is a great person when it comes to you know having your problems addressed but only in the manner that is convenient to him he is great at that he's again if you want to ask me i think as a leader and only as a leader he was one of the only choices that we had in the election but then the problem you can you can't simply vote on the basis yeah, of the only choice yeah, yeah. that you have it has to come down to the ideology that you support and the ideology that is being perpetrated through the leader and i understand how, like for for the past like two elections their only game plan was there's no opposition yeah the opposition is stupid so i mean i think it's high time congress should realize that it's not working it's been 8 years 9 years now that um, uh, rahul gandhi is not working even though 
let me go on record and say i like rahul gandhi a lot i think Ooh. i think i i like him a lot and i think um, he speaks well i think he speaks sense a lot of the time it's just really misconstrued <laughs> he it, said ek din main subah utha raat ko that does not make sense i i, I think that's that's just stage <laughs> stage fear <laughs> i think every every one of us has a little bit of stage fear and he has a lot of it uh, but uh, irrespective i think i've i watched a couple of his interviews not not a couple like quite a few and i liked what he spoke about even though again all of it is anti so I, the only point where congress and bjp differ in their um, uh, election politics is congress talks about issues rahul gandhi talks about some issues and the bjp just doesn't he ha- he hasn't spoken about demonetization since it happened he's probably not going to talk about he, he literally rejected the fact that there was any discussion on nrc he just rejected the fact in a rally that we didn't we haven't spoken about it <laughs> i don't know what they're laughing <laughs> so i mean there's so so much I, i mean i just don't understand what they're trying to put forth i mean it's just too too difficult to follow uh, bjp politics because i just don't find sense in anything they speak so yeah essentially coming back to my point i said i like rahul gandhi but they just have to change the face of congress now like it's not working uh, so i think this is where we differ <laughs> if you want to make sense of bjp politics then one thing that i have observed is that when i'm talking to people who are in support of the right wing then is that while in the process of the argument or the discussion actually it's not a discussion i'm talking to them it's always an argument <laughs> where they are shouting at me So and you're not shouting back. No, you no, you're always I, civil. I am a leftist. I can't. I don't shout at people. Jay is always civil in yeah. his in his talk. So the thing is that uh, in their arguments, you will see that there's a lot of contradiction, and that is where I think. And I think a lot of misinformation is. also. There is a lot of misinformation because if you look at it, then the claim of Hindutva is based on the fact that the British took India from the Marathas and not from the Mughals. Right. which is actually not entirely false the thing is that when the maratha revolution had started is the time when jahangir had gone to deccan and at that time the british came in and they fought both of them separately even though the ruling party at that time were the moguls the largest empire was under the marathas so if the people who are supporting bjp who are on the right wing if they just try to get the right information and then make their claims then it might be you know a fruitful conversation for both sides and not just for them and i'm telling them what's wrong and what's right honestly i think um, we would welcome someone who actually supports uh, bjp and the right wing to come on our podcast and genuinely talk to us in a civil manner because we're both very like we're very curious to understand how well, at least we claim to be no i mean i i'm really curious about how someone who's properly informed about um the country how is someone like that going to defend the party in power and how how they're going to su- like support uh, the demonetization the <laughs> gst bill and whatever cab nrc so and see one more interesting thing that i would like to point out here is that there are there have been a lot of reports that have said that you know corruption has gone down in the bjp regime which is true do you think so yeah yeah definitely because i'll tell you where the distinction lies so corruption is a two fold argument the first is where 
the money that is you know circulated in this corruption bubble goes to one person with bjp everything that is being streamlined it is going to the party which is why there is no official record of the corruption that's happening and in bureaucracy this has been very well hidden do you know um, amit shah's son's uh, yeah yeah his company company's valuation 16000 times oh, see his father is amit shah he has the business acumen that all of us lack obviously 16000 times i mean i want to be that smart <laughs> that my company i want this podcast to grow 16000 times in a year <laughs> so um, but essentially um, i was reading about um, how they won the earlier election the 2014 election yeah. the 2014 election everything their claim was based on congress being corrupt and stuff like that and they took the 2g scam and they talked about how it's the worst hit scam that has ever uh, that the country has ever faced and everyone's been acquitted in that case <laughs> literally no one's been convicted in that case it was just another political game and i i mean i think it worked out pretty well for them yeah i that's true do you think do you think bjp um bjp plans really smart yeah so uh, i am a very firm believer of the fact that bjp's marketing campaigns are very well rounded campaigns like they go a total 360 degrees they start from one point they might touch a few other points during their entire campaign but they come back to that why why did their um, delhi um, election campaign have kashmir as an issue so okay, okay this is a very very interesting thing i was talking to my dadu one day and we were discussing caa the riots and everything else that was happening so i told him that dadu listen the delhi elections are coming up and i hope that you're not going to vote for modi and without thinking twice about it without even giving it a second he said nahi main to modi ke liye vote karunga so i asked him that why what is the logic behind it एंड ही सेड कि उसने इतने कम टाइम में कश्मीर इशू सॉल्व कर दिया कौन सा इशू सॉल्व इज द प्रॉब्लम दैट माई दादू अगेन हु इज कंज्यूमिंग वेरी लिमिटेड न्यूज एंड हु ऑल्सो हैज अ वेरी स्ट्रॉन्ग बायस अगेंस्ट मुस्लिम बिकॉज ऑफ वॉट ही एंड इज फैमिली सफर्ड थ्रू इन द पार्टीशन जस्ट फेल्स टू बिलीव दैट जस्ट बिकॉज देर इज समथिंग दैट वी आर नॉट बींग गिवन इन्फॉर्मेशन अबाउट दैन things must be great there he doesn't know that kashmir is on a lockdown he doesn't know that people from kashmir can't send out information and he thinks that the just because this is happening there are no news articles about what's wrong with kashmir everything is fine i think um, if i'm not wrong i think as of now they've started some like i think they have 2g or something yeah, over so there they have started something some white listed sites that you can again, access through a certain again uh, we don't have the information yeah. like this is again what has been fed to us yeah and we we've, we've completely forgotten about the kashmirish no one's talking about kashmir anymore this is what happens like there are things that gain our attention and then we use our privilege to post stories about them and then we forget about them and we move on i, we I are think equally liable i think another um, uh, another point where both of us differ is um, i believe that there's no stopping bjp for another election Whereas Jay says he has an interesting theory as to why BJP won't be back <laughs> no, uh, the, into power. No, that's not the that's not a theory about why BJP won't be back. It is a theory about why it is better for our country in terms of even a sustainable government, if you think about it, to have a coalition. Because what we need to understand is that coalition governments have a lot of corruption. This has been proven through the entire INC coalition government uh, uh, tenures. 
बट माई ओपिनियन इज दैट दिस इज अगैन नॉट इंटायरली माई ओपिनियन दिस इज दीज आर थिंग्स आई हर्ड इन क्लास फ्रॉम माई प्रोफेसर थ्रू डिस्कशन एवरी थिंग एंड वी कम वी हैव कम टू दिस वन पॉइंट वेर आई फील दैट इफ अ कोलिशन गवर्नमेंट इज गोइंग टू फंक्शन इन अ कंट्री बट एट द सेम टाइम विद अ कोलिशन गवर्नमेंट यू नीड सम सॉर्ट ऑफ करप्शन दैन दैट इज अ मॉरल कॉम्प्रोमाइज दैट आई एम विलिंग टू मेक एज लॉन्ग इज द मनी दैट इज बींग सर्क्यूलेटेड द करप्शन सर्कल is not exiting the country and is being used to generate wealth within our country only that's a very very optimistic the very optimistic perspective see any sort of moral compromise is necessary for any political judgment and what we need to remember is that a coalition government because one party does not have majority polity there is not a mazboot government but it is a majboor government which is where it brings about you know responsibility and accountability to the citizens also um i was talking to my whole family when the whole yes bank um, scandal hit the country where like everyone's accounts got frozen and stuff so, I, so just a side note a lot of my family's money was in yes bank so i was just talking to them about how now that we've been hit directly it is now 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 it changed like okay टेंस लाइकेंटलीस because during that time i think uh, the whole attacks of uh, what what were the attacks where were the attacks uh, the delhi bombings when bombay no no the delhi bombings when um, wo, the cooker had a bomb some market oh, some yeah, market i'm forgetting yeah, the name exactly. of the market anyway so they said ki at that point we felt really unsafe to just go out of our houses and uh, now there's nothing like that like there's no courts there's no terrorism <laughs> in our country anymore but i think uh, it's a very like myopic view that there's no terrorism and like they didn't feel safe going out at that time there are a lot of people who don't feel safe coming going out in the streets right now that's true and <laughs> as long as i think even we'll feel unsafe once this podcast is put out i think um also we are making a lot of like jokes <laughs> jokes and, uh, accusations there are a lot of strong statements that and, and 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 it's all it's all it's all speculation <laughs> let's just let, let's just say it's our opinion yeah. it's a, a lot of it is speculation and we make jokes to make us feel better so that's <laughs> our coping mechanism with it like we don't mean to offend anyone uh, but um, yeah that's that's the thing and yeah like i mean i really want someone to sit with us and tell us why we the are beat, wrong. yeah why we are wrong what is it that we are feeling to see because that is generally not something that i'm against but i am against someone coming up with the same points again and again with a lack of willingness to change their views and only you know come to us to talk to us about what is wrong with us and not what's wrong with them you know my conversation at the sutta. at the panwadi yeah. at the sutta wala thing how it ended we shook hands and we said let's just agree to disagree because he wasn't convincing me that day and i wasn't convincing him that day and the the conversation was on another tangent we started talking about economies 
and i, I think we'll cover economics in another podcast and how how our economy is in a very good state right now <laughs> so we'll cover that in another podcast another thing that we've forgotten yeah i mean there are, there are too many issues in our country right now we don't even, there are too many issues we don't we don't even know what to talk about right now but hey that's good for us that's more content <laughs> that's more content for us there's more cringe for us and there's uh, more awkwardness there's more awkwardness for you to spread <laughs> and um, i think that's i think we'll and at that we had an awkward like 45 minutes of like not awkward uh, 45 minutes of a discussion of a discussion but again felt very one sided uh, yeah. certain times so I, i i wanted to play devil's advocate at a few points but it's but, but it's so hard like okay terrorism <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean that's literally I don't know what else to like. How else to have supported like okay Rahul Gandhi, <laughs> but you can't you can't support uh, BJP at many many tangents anymore. Do you, final thought: Do you think um, they've run their course? Like it's over for them after uh, this tenure. I I would genuinely like to believe that yes, this will be their last tenure. But again, this tenure is going to go until twenty twenty four. So I think that is a long long time away. I think a lot of the people who voted for BJP this time. won't vote for bjp next time but i still think they'll win the election either either by coalition or uh, by majority again like they they could surprise us again because i think the only only people who've gained a little bit of perspective is the people who already had a little bit of perspective they they gained to, they were they gained greater perspective yeah they just didn't want to acknowledge it at that yeah. point but now it's so <laughs> i so i think i think um, let's say out of a like a percentage of 100 there were um, say 10 15 people who didn't vote for uh, uh, the bjp i think now it's just going to rise up to 2025 <laughs> yeah that's true but if we can actually i think we just need a stronger opposition at this point yeah and no, i try and vote for a coalition government guys <laughs> however you want to figure that one out please do and also know that these are our opinions we aren't trying to force them on anyone else yeah as long as you and guys... if you have any like uh, critique yeah just on, please on let us opinions. know at any uh, we'll we'll probably make an instagram page for our podcast because we yeah, don't have anything else to do just slide into our dms guys uh at the rate uh, jamalotra29 and at the 98 yeah m kalra no it's manan kalra 98 we'll be put it in the description or something So yeah man kalda 98 and jamalotra 29 hope you guys had a good time sayonara brethren we shall talk to you soon <laughs>